Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Well, hey, Christina, and you know what? Let me just go ahead and say Massey. Because mm. today, that's what you're going by, right? It is. It is, because we have a lovely guest named Christina, and we didn't want to get all discombobulated, Gail. <laughs> we would never get discombobulated, would we? Um, is that is that a serious question? <laughs> I think that's rhetorical. <laughs> you know, today we're going to talk about authenticity mm. and... I think this covers a lot of areas that I see women really struggle with, like insecurity, imposter syndrome, all these things. Don't you think that all kind of rolls up with that? Yes, absolutely it does. And, you know, this is something where in midlife, I think we tend to struggle a little bit more because we're we're uncovering and we're ready to uncover a lot of stuff that's going on with inside of us because, you know, we've... We've had kids leave the home. Maybe there's been a shift in the marriage. Um, Maybe there's been a shift in your your workflow. And so I think that this is that perfect time where you can kind of rest in the the space of authenticity. Oh my gosh, try to say that early in the morning. We're ready. We're ready for that no bullshit clarity Mm -hmm. and truth and realness that may have eluded and escaped us in other parts of our lives that we're ready to just get real mm-hmm. and and do life on real terms. So without further ado, do you want to introduce our guests? Yes. So we have the amazing Christina Holly. And so Christina, welcome to Midlife Moxie. Well, thanks. Thank you for having me here. This Are you ready amazing. for it? That's <laughs> I the question. I am ready. <laughs> Are you, are you well sedated? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have great. actually done some clubhouse rooms with you and they've been fantastic. And that's what led to us having you on the podcast. So I know you're a high level executive businesswoman. Tell us what you do in your day job. So I have been in corporate for 20 plus years. I am in senior HR leadership roles in like multiple industries. Uh, Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. But I think what's really important, at least for me, is uh, during COVID, I wrote a book and it's all around authenticity and it's called The Authentic You, Unleash Your Leadership Potential. Mm. How did you know that was our next question? Oh, I, I didn't even realize. I just jumped. Look at I you guess. reading our minds. Yes, we're going to talk <laughs> yes. about you being an author because, you know, I think the interesting thing is that during COVID, people made a lot of pivots mm. and people did a lot of thinking. Don't you guys think so? Yes. Yes. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yes. And reevaluating so, because, you know, we've had this great resignation and so many people have not even returned to the workforce or they seem to have explored these creative outlets writing, painting, drawing, Mm -hmm. 
heck, we started a podcast. Who are we? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that seemed to all take place during COVID. So we can thank COVID as, as it's been for spawning on new ideas and new thoughts. And mm. I hate to say this, but don't y'all think sometimes it takes something to shake us a little bit to bring out our best? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I think there's been a lot of shifts. So so Christina, we want to hear a little bit about you, you know, what prompted you to write the book. And um, I know you alluded to COVID being maybe the jumping oh. off point. So can you can you just take us yeah. down that journey a little bit? Absolutely. So I, I think that we all can relate like pre-COVID. We were all running around doing different things. Um, I'm a mom of two. So I've got two little ones. So we're either going to hockey or dance or doing all this stuff. And during COVID, we were kind of pulled together. And, you know, it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do with this time? So there's quality family time, of course. But I am a type A kind of personality that where I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to just start writing. Uh, did I ever think I was going to be an author? No. Did I ever think that, you know, I would write a book in five months? Are you joking? <laughs> like It just flowed. And so I think this wasn't that, a long time dream. This is just, no. this just poured out. Yeah, it poured out. And it's so interesting because in my career, you know, being in HR, like people would come to me quite a bit, right? I would see leaders that would completely derail themselves and like really beat themselves up and you know, get caught up with the ego and, and really striving to be something that they think that society wanted them to be rather than just being. So I didn't realize as I started writing um, this book, it just flowed. And I think that there was, you know, it was definitely inspired. Um, a lot. Okay, came can I through. just stop you there? Because here's yes. what I'm thinking. I just wanted you to know the impression that you and the book give, because I thought this was like your life's work, that you had been researching <laughs> and putting together these chapters forever. No. Because when you speak no. on this topic, girl, you are like someone that TEDx speak on authenticity is what you do. I, I'm just shocked. But you know, isn't that a testimony to what is inside of us as mm. women? Mm. And, and I, I feel like COVID made the noise stop and made everything slow down. So maybe one of the gifts of that is that we started to uncover that authenticity, what was really within us, what we really wanted to do. Because when you start thinking about things like death and global pandemics, you know, it'll get you focused on what you really want to do. And as soccer practice and the PTA meeting and all these things, even, even workplace issues fell to the mm -hmm. side and we're working at home and we find out when we're not at the water cooler and lunch and all these things and meetings, we get our work done in a few hours. You know, it's kind of like when you go to homeschool, you're done in three hours. You're like, what are these kids doing in school all day? <laughs> um, they're changing classes. You know, it really um, condensed down what really matters and kind of shut out some of the noise. And then this just wells up within you. I mean, I'm taking it back, y'all, because we've been doing a weekly room with Christina for mm -hmm. months now. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. had no idea that this book just poured out of you like that. So 
Yeah. Massey, I'm and, dumbfounded. Well, I, I look at it, and Christina, tell me if I'm wrong, but when you get something that fast, you know, you can only call it divinely inspired. Where, where, Absolutely. Wherever that divinity comes from for you, and I look at the untapped potential in the busyness of life, right? So tell us about that because were Absolutely. you surprised? Can, you, uh, yeah, what, and, can y'all imagine how many women have something great inside them? That's mm, what, where we, my brain's going right now because we've got all these questions and notes to ask her. We're, so, we're both so off. We thought we were doing so good today, y'all. We're trying to get our act together better. And the first time that we have all these typed out notes, we get our mind blown. See, to hell with the notes. We need to just go back to the way we were doing it. But I mean, my mind's just all over the place and not on this piece of paper. Yeah. Massey, are you feeling the same I, way? I am because she she went to like five months, I wrote a book and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she had all this untapped potential, but she- And, and this the, joke, this is a hardback joker, y'all. This is an inch thick hardback. pages. Yeah. This is not one yeah. of those. It's not a coloring book. It's not a three page. It's, this is a real heavy duty old timey book. <laughs> I, I would say, I honestly believe it was channeled. There is no way that someone who has never wanted to be a writer all of a sudden becomes a writer. All I did was start to write. And that's what I would encourage all your readers or listeners uh, to do is like, whatever it is, just do it. And if you're tapped, just keep doing it because there's some sort of magic within. And what happened for me, was there's other books coming. Um, when I wrote the book, I was like, okay, you know, I want to talk about the authentic journey. Mm. And the beauty about going on the authentic journey, when you start, it's this beautiful explore, right? You start to understand like, oh my gosh, I've been duped. I've been following these rules because I thought everybody else was supposed to be following these rules. And when you start to understand that, you're like, I need to unlearn this stuff. Okay. All right. Let's do it. And when, yes, we have a lot yeah. to unlearn in midlife. And I'm just still here thinking about, <laughs> you know, how many of us have something inside of us just waiting to get out. And uh, like, if you've never tried to write, like really, it, it can be very, like, I am not a great writer. I, I mean, I can spell, I can write a sentence, but when you start trying to write for impact and write for clarity and write for engagement, that's a totally different thing. And Grammarly tells me that every time I try to write a blog post, <laughs> I mean, I'm going for 800 to a thousand words and it's like popping up all these flags. I'm thinking, well, that's how I would have said it. So for me, I talk very, like you say, just start letting it out. That's the way I speak. The only problem is that's very unedited. <laughs> At least in writing, you get to edit. But y'all, writing is not as easy as one thing so because those ideas have to be organized. It has to be, uh, I'm just in awe. But we're, we are going to do these questions because by golly, I was typing them up at midnight last night. We're going to so, use them. Can I just add one point to that? You know, only this one. Is a, no, I'm just kidding. I just want to say, I, one of those self-limiting beliefs, I had a high Mm. school teacher that told me, like, I wrote my story, there was a lot to my story, and I wrote it in high school, and they're like, this isn't believable. 
there's no way. <gasps> this can't, this couldn't have really happened to you. Wow. And it did. Wow. And at that time, I stuffed it. I stuffed it. I was like, no one would ever want to hear my story mm. because it's a good story. And when we learn to tap into our stories, that is where inspiration lies. When we push past that fear. So I pushed past the fear of writing. And now I, I'm an author. I'm a published author. Well, well, and there's more. Okay, before we go forward with these freaking oh, questions, Christina, I, I want to say I want to say something to that teacher right now. I don't yeah. know about you, well, but yeah, and I, I want to hear the backstory, and that's not on the page. But we are going to make an executive decision in this. See, everybody tells us what we have to do in podcasting. Let yes. me just stop and get on my rant yes. about that. People tell us how our flow has to be, how we have to prepare. And we're like, why are you telling us this? We know how we want to do it. Um, and so this is living proof that other people tell us what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And here it's not working for our flow. Mm-hmm. So we're going to Can interrupt we, the questions and take a sidebar. And, and I want to just Go say ahead, this. Massey. I want to say this. Christina, it is your time right now to tell that teacher where to go. Because mm-hmm. how dare a teacher an educator, somebody who is supposed to build people up, say something that can be so hurtful and impactful for the rest of your life. So your time to shine. What do you want to say to that teacher right now? Don't be so judgy. Let people be who they're supposed to be. Stop putting the labels on it. Just be open and receptive because you don't know what magic might come through that. Mm. She's so it. much nicer than us, yes, she, because <laughs> yes, she is. I would have said, Absolutely. look at me now. I would have been like probably this. an explicative. <laughs> look at me now. Look like at me this. now. <laughs> and if y'all look can't, at me now. you can't see me, but I'm, I'm doing the, the Ross, the thing, Ross, Rachel. The Ross, Ross thing, Ross and Rachel thing from friends. And y'all know what that means. Yeah. Oh okay. So, so the sidebar I'd like to take in our questions, Massey, mm-hmm. is that can you tell your background story in like a minute? Like give us a synopsis what yeah. people wouldn't believe because yeah. I do believe where we come from is important because mm-hmm. there'll be, as we get into the authentic part, there's going to be women out there who say, but she hasn't lived my life. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know my story. She hasn't been through what I've been through. Yeah. And we're finding over and over the strongest, the most amazing women who come on this podcast have the most horrifying backstories. And mm-hmm. that's not good news, but it's produced some beautiful fruit. So yeah. take it away. Absolutely. And that's where your inspiration lies. I've learned that now. So When I was younger, I was in a very traumatic um, childhood situation. My mom, I found out now, like recently, was diagnosed as a schizophrenic. And Mm. that was not easy. So I was, you know, I had my brother and myself in that space. And we were removed um, at the age of 12 and put into a whole different life uh, in foster care broke out of that. And I had a lot of shame. Like I'm only recently talking about this stuff, but I realize the reason why I have to talk about it is so people can understand. I'm not just saying it for the sake of saying it. I've lived it and breathed it, Mm. but you can be a hero in these stories. And when you actually look at who you were instead of hiding it and how you got through these stories is incredible. 
Um, and then, you know, uh, at the age of, uh, <laughs> I was 21 and my brother and I, who had gone through that traumatic situation together, um, passed away in a motorbike accident. Uh. And, and, and this is not, this, this is not that. Okay. It's about context guys. Mm. It's about mm. life happens and sometimes it's not great. But that doesn't mean you stop living. That means that you have a choice in how you show up. And when you have something like that, that happens at such a young age, you know, I for a very long time hid, especially the childhood part, because I had a lot of shame around that. But that's been released um, now, still working on it. I think I will be forever. But there is such power when you are showing up in a way where you're not hiding it. I don't need to hide that story. Actually, that story is really about more mental health advocacy. Where was anyone helping my mom? Mm-hmm. No one was doing it because of shame. But then children took that, right? They, they had the, the outcome to that. So I think that, you know, when we start to understand and embrace our story and our hardships, they actually end up being the inspiration for you to be so much more. I actually connect with people that have gone through stuff quite easily, but they would never see it. You know, they would be like, oh, Christina, you've had it easy. Oh, there's a silver spoon. Oh, yeah, you you don't understand. Oh, I get it. But I just would never showcase it. But it was a super gift that I could actually relate to people on many different levels because I've been there. I've been mm-hmm. super poor. I've been mm-hmm. like really well off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now... I just like you integrate it and then you show up as your authentic self. So that is my thing. Okay. Two words that I want to go back to in this story that I'm so glad because we've been working with you all these months and I had no idea about Mm -hmm. this backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, Schizophrenia, because schizophrenia in itself is an inability to, you know, have that identity of multiple identities oftentimes and you, 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 you're not really living yeah. in, in kind of true, authentic persona, correct? I mean, yeah. you know more about that me. That word schizophrenia and the word shame, yeah. yeah. To, to, to have those two things in your past and such a big part of your past and now be talking about authenticity, yeah. we're almost talking about polar opposite ideas. And yeah. I'm just, again, wild and dumbfounded, again, to hell with this paper. <laughs> We're going to have to sit in that a minute because I do think, and Massey, you can speak to this too some because I think you've struggled with that a little bit, if we're being honest, when you um, got in recovery, that mm-hmm. there was some shame. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of women, we have shame for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons. Maybe our kids didn't turn out the way we wanted, or maybe we had a pregnancy we didn't plan or we married the wrong person. Like I was married to a pornography addict Mm. and there was shame there and something you couldn't even get help for. This was, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Um, So this, I think that we've landed on that word shame, that that is definitely a hindrance to authenticity. What do you think, Massey? I, I would Absolutely agree with that because shame keeps us from our greatness, I think, mm-hmm. because we're always sitting there in in the dark corner. Like we don't want anybody to see that dark part of us. And it's not really a dark part of us. It's just a 
a part of our story mm-hmm. that helps us to engage and relate to other people who have a story similar to ours. And it takes a minute well, to process through. Well, it's often no fault of our own. No, like, it, it is. was not my fault. My husband, you know, mm-hmm. it was my fault. I married him. And, you know, I had those parents that, you know, would point that out for you that you chose and they told you not to. <laughs> like, but oh, yeah. 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 We, yeah awesome. Shame is almost like this big, I see this big, heavy, dark, wool, gross blanket that we put over ourselves yeah. and it weighs us down and it hides us and it could be self. Well, you know, inflicted something we did that caused shame or brought on shame or something from the outside. But it, it, taking that off is the only way where you are going to get to the authenticity. Absolutely. But you came from, there's so much to your story because when you have a parent or a loved one who is mentally ill, yeah. the toll that that takes on everyone around them is great, is significant. Then you yeah. wonder who you are because a lot of mental illness is genetic. And yeah. you, you wonder if you're going to be like that and you wonder what everybody knows and you, you have the trauma of not being with your mom and being removed from home. And then, the, I mean, there's so much wrapped up in the minute yeah. you just shared. And I don't want to just dig your, you rip no. your heart out of your chest today, but I think I just want our, our listeners to understand how heavy all that is to sit here, the beautiful, confident amazing, gifted author that you are today. And I want them to be inspired Mm. by that. Well, and and guys, it took me 30 years. Mm. Like this is fresh. It's a journey. And the book is why I believe the book is magic because it will speak to you where you need to do the work, right? And I was like, I didn't realize my theory, if you would have talked to me five years ago, I'd be like, cut it out, never look back. I don't want anybody to know Mm. that part of me because of that shame and that I won't be accepted. Oh, people will well, see. Well, and isn't that some of the advice that people give you? Don't look back, oh, forget d- the past. Nonsense. And we bury it rather than work yeah, it out. Absolutely. And then we have to dig it back up, which is, you know, we into EMDR and tapping and, yeah. <laughs> you know, psychedelic drugs <laughs> and whatever, <laughs> you know. Works, right? Just no, kidding. No, just no, kidding. No, kidding. No, <laughs> for you. No you psychedelic know. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. But you know, some people turn to things to deal with it because it wasn't dealt Absolutely. with. Absolutely. But you know, it, you said it took 30 years. Here's the next question I want to ask you. We talked about did COVID impact that? Yes. But do you think that becoming a midlife woman? Absolutely. Tell us about that because I see midlife women finding courage they never knew they had. Well, mm. I've always, I, I think myself, I've always been pretty courageous, right? When I look at my overall story and the things that I've done, but it was always for the exterior, right? Like the ego really wanted, Hey, look Mm. at Christina. She's a success story. She got through it. And like a lot of people don't even know my backstory, right? Like Mm. I'm just starting to talk about it. Like people I went to high school with, they would not even know. Like because I was it removed, started over, it went to a different But you know, we walk around in life like they do know the story. Right. Y'all, we walk through life like people Ooh, know everything yeah, that we no. did and, and no who our mom was. And like <laughs> Yeah. They they're worried about themselves, y'all. Here's yes. a news flash. Every, everybody wakes up selfish and self centered yeah. to the core. They only think about themselves. And it really takes us um the art of practicing 
moving out of that. So continue, Christine. Especially if oh, you're a yeah, person yeah. that you uh, don't live where you grew up, yeah. unless you're wearing a t-shirt, nobody knows. Yeah. What, <laughs> carrying it around in and your back. Like it's overrated. It's like, it's what we play. <laughs> we play around in our head, right? We sit there and we think, Ooh, they're not going to like me with this. And I will tell you when you learn to own your story, and be empowered by your story and be like, yeah, yeah, that happened. And yeah, I did this and whatever. It changes the dynamic because you don't give your power away the way that you would give it away if you are hiding it. So Mm. this is truth, right? This is, and when I'm writing, like my story here, the other part of the book was like, I have some amazing people who stepped into my life that just, I, my gosh, warms my heart. Shame on me if I leave this planet and I don't share that out because that needs to be like given out because if yes. you, that's love, not fear-based. Fear-based right. would be me hiding it. Well, what mm. I what I hear you saying, and I, can I just say, I really love that you said, don't give your power away mm-hmm. because when you hide it, you are. Yeah. And and that's that's that thought process that you have to break out of. Um. Oh my gosh, there was something that I was going to say, Christina. And you know what? My midlife brain just went, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Uh, friend, I'm so sorry because it was really something that I was so excited. It'll come to, back. It, it will it come back. Does. Yeah. But the files are jumbled, but they're in there. That's what I always say. It'll come up. I'll find the file. Okay. So I love owning your story mm-hmm. because everything that happens in to us in our life shapes us and molds us in some way. And I think it's important to recognize that we don't have to live in the pain of it. And it's kind of like I say about things our past, take the lesson or the story and leave the rest. We don't have to drag the pain around that we can take the lessons. We can take the part of the story that really impacted and shaped. I want to transition now a little bit to getting into the book and the work. Oh, yeah. Christina's thought of it. She's thought of it. <laughs> I remember. Coming back. I remember. I'm getting a sign. It, it, I'm getting it, a sign. It, it, <laughs> so our, editor, uh, our editor is going to be so irritated <laughs> by this episode. He already thinks. <laughs> he, he tries to get us to do certain things right now. We're not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, you, you were talking about your story and what really triggered triggered my thought was when you share your story, you give people permission to share theirs. Mm-hmm. And you get an opportunity to step into their story mm. as much as they're able to step mm. into yours. W- would you would you agree with that? I agree with that a lot. Yeah. So this whole process, even the midlife world, right? Mm. Like I want I want people to think about this, right? And this goes to what you're saying is that as you heal and own your story, others will heal. It just will be your family, your friends, you will see the world differently. But the key is it's a healing journey. It's removing the blocks. It's transforming the pain into something magnificent instead of holding on to it and locking it in and having it almost the visual I just had is like weighing you down like underwater. Yeah. Like you can never get up if you're holding on to that pain. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm seeing a little block of clay mm-hmm. and the clay is all the stuff, the minutia, the events, the things that happen. And mm-hmm. you're getting to take that clay and remold it into what mm-hmm. you want and what's mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. and what 
then others see the beauty from that pile of pain and they're able to embrace their own. And I love what you said there about removing the block. Let's see. No, I want to go back one more. As you heal, as you heal, it's healing. It's a healing journey. And own your story. Mm-hmm. Others mm-hmm. will heal. And y'all, I, I, I want to stop on that because I've seen this on my, in my own life. As I've done the work on myself, and I'm able to change the way I communicate through things like the Enneagram and just um, a, a more authentic way and less facade and less concern about having a facade and less less coming from a place of I've got to always be protecting myself and defending myself. Um, there's a person in my life that is a very close relative and I've had a very difficult relationship with that person most of my life. But as the more transparent I have gotten and let my fears down and been authentic and chose my words so that they were not accusatory, but they were clear and they were descriptive of my feelings and my experiences in a loving way that was directed towards healing, that person's response has now changed. And we are able to have some some discussions that promote real growth and real healing and real promise for a better relationship in the future. And had I not done my own work on my own shit, we wouldn't be there because Mm -hmm. when you don't own your shit and you don't do the work, the way you present yourself is different. You're on the defensive. Mm -hmm. You're always um, got this armor of protection. Mm -hmm. You snap quickly. You're accusatory. It's just Y'all, it will change the way you present, and then that changes the way people react to you. So I just wanted to drop that out there. Okay, so we ready to transition now? We ready to, like, actually do a question off this page? (laughs) You ready for it? (laughs) Let's do it, girl. Let's do it. Being authentic. What is that? Because we throw that word around a lot, like a lot of, you know, buzzwords, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of one that's hot right now. What is being authentic? Does that mean we have to spill our guts all the time because I think some people take it too far and do that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And we're like, well, Sally, that was more Mm -hmm. authenticity than I needed. What does it really look like? So from my perspective, authenticity is about a journey back to your inner self, that beautiful light that resides within. And that is not about anybody else. That is about you learning to love yourself wholeheartedly and knowing your worth. And knowing that you are beautiful and magnificent and limitless. That is not about going and saying your peace to other people. You choose how you want to show up. But you should always be showing up if you are truly in an authentic place. In a place of compassion, empathy, and kindness. That is Hmm. someone who's fully aligned. Someone who's coming and blasting off and saying their peace. And they're being all like negative and stuff. That is not authenticity. That is like low, that you are further and further away from your truth. Your truth, because you are, you are love, right? You are this wonderful, uh, true self. Everything you should do should really surround that. You can be vocal. You can be, you can say what you need to say, but it should come from a place of kindness and compassion. So let me see. Did you hear what she just said? Because (laughs) 
What are you oh, trying you to say? You know we're always talking I, about. I'm all. <laughs> no, I mean, oh be, nice. Think, be nice, Gail. Be uh, nice. What no, are we doing? <laughs> no, this is good. I think you and I are smarter than we know. I think so. Because we've been talking about that part of your journey is reconnecting with the little girl in yourself mm-hmm. before she became tainted by the world. That's and right. somebody who actually knows something <laughs> just said she just it's validated a us back to your original self, and yeah. so that's different language. I think she's saying the same thing. I, what do you yes. think? I think so. I think so. So we're we are on the right I'm so track. Excited I know. She so just excited. she just got affirmed, Christina. It is on and cracking today. So she funny. she even led she even led this um this recording with it is going to be a great day. I know it's going to be a great day, and I'm like, I love it, girl. It's going to be a great. day. So I have, I have a question with authenticity. How does transparency differentiate from authenticity and do they show up in the same arenas? They can. They absolutely can. I think transparent, but you have to understand authenticity, there's a level of vulnerability, not because of ourselves. It's because of the society that we were set up in, right? Like people that are authentic are really going to stand out right? Because they're not following the mold, the prescribed mold, right? They'll probably be more vocal. They'll say, but that level of vulnerability is up to you, right? But transparency, authenticity for me is like love and truth, right? Mm. So you are always um, going to be transparent as much as, you know, you're going to speak your truth within that vulnerable sphere. Now, you're not saying that the emperor has to have no clothes. No. You're saying, <laughs> because I think that's where some women get nervous in the process or they go overboard is thinking that being authentic means you have to share every no. little piece of your, every bit of the minutia of your trash every time you open your mouth. No. And I think some women have gone so far, they don't understand, read the room. You share it. This is my opinion. I'd love to hear what you say. Mm-hmm. You share it when it matters and when it can make an impact. Mm-hmm. You don't and just share it because you feel like you have to tell everybody that or you're not being authentic. That's not what authenticity means. I think authenticity means a truth with yourself. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, 100%. And if you're sharing it to prove something to others, that's your ego. That's not your true self. And that you exist. So... Everybody needs to understand this. We all have true self and we all have ego. Ego is always going to be the one who wants to prove something and say something and and be the winner and be so smart. And did you hear what I have to do? Blah, whatever. And it crushes people and knocks people down. But your true mm-hmm. self is really being in alignment, like you said, to yourself and if you are, you're going to know that you're going to speak when you need to speak when it's required. You're not doing it for anybody else. Yet that mm-hmm. that inner knowing is beautiful because it's not um, it's not proving anything. The ego loves mm. to prove things, and you know, mm. a part of that ego, like I've had to learn to befriend my ego now. Mm. Oh yes, talk to us about yeah, that. That's who that, that one would get. I, yeah. okay. I just we're got excited. Off. Wow. Okay, we're really going off. Of, uh, I'm sorry. Off on. <laughs> I, okay. But it's all it's, related. It's these it's questions. If we, Gail, we're going to listen to the questions, all of them. I promise. But this whole coexistence is important. Your ego is there. 
I lived by ego. So you guys know my backstory. My mm-hmm. ego was running the show. Okay. By the time I was going to university and getting the jobs and doing all this stuff, the ego's running the show. But be very careful because the ego is, I call it the destructor. Like it really can cause damage, right? It can take mm-hmm. people's relationships and like crush people and do whatever because they oh, it always wants to win. But when you align with your true self, it's being fed through love, compassion, all these wonderful things. So now when a situation comes up, like this, guys, the old me was like Xena, the the warrior princess. I would just knock you out. If you did something, it'd be like, boom, you're out of here. Because the ego was- That was like Christina. Yeah. Like it was just like, you're (laughs) done. Christina, nasty girl. Right. Like, right? I was done. She would knock you flat out. That was the way it was. But now I can do this, which blows my mind. That's why it's so worth it. Now I will do this. If something comes up and my automatic reaction, the old me would be very triggered. I've named my ego. My ego's name's Maverick. I'll, in my head, I'll go, Maverick, I got this. Top gun. Right. Maverick, <laughs> right? Maverick, I got this. So it just like pauses so I can show up with compassion. I don't need protection here. I can take it from a true self perspective. So, Oh my gosh. Pause. I, I am loving this conversation <laughs> because it is actually fueling everything that I'm learning right now in therapy. When my dad passed, you know, that was a disruption. It was a disruption in my life. And I think that disruptors mm-hmm. are there for a reason. Yes, COVID disrupted my life, but I was able to push, you know, you just push past that because that's just what mm-hmm. the mind does and just what I've Especially known to do. if you're an Enneagram 7. Yep. Just mm-hmm. listen. We're just going to pretend like it's not it's happening. It's not happening. It's not there. They said it was <laughs> two weeks and we can do this for two weeks. So let's go. Now, two years later, we're mm-hmm. still doing this. But, you know, I, I digress. And uh, yeah. when when that happened... I recognized that I could no longer push. I, I recognized that I really had mm. to look at is is my ego running the show? Because a lot of times my ego mm-hmm. was running the show. What's the next? What's the next achievement? Mm. Um, because I wanted to feel the high of the achievement. Because I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like an addiction. Well, I love me an achievement. Yeah. I'm mm. not going to lie. She does. Christina and I share that. We love, <laughs> we love like, yeah. and we need, we need markers. Like we want somebody <laughs> to say the number is 99 and we get to 99 and we celebrate. 98 does not work. Yep. And it doesn't matter where that number came from. It's valid. Someone said that was the goal and we hit it and we have a party. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I want to now talk about because I think I think some women are going to have some confusion around what authenticity really looks like. It's not necessarily just being the boldest person okay. in the room. Um, authenticity and mm-hmm. confidence can walk together, but they are not the same. And so let's mm-hmm. talk about what might someone look like who is living authentically and being authentic with themselves and others versus someone who isn't? What are the signs? What are the behaviors? Because I think sometimes we don't realize when we've rolled into midlife, how inauthentic we may have become because of the labels, because of situational Mm. um, Mm. issues, because of relationships, because of roles we had to play. 
that we don't realize how far we've mm-hmm. gotten from our true self. So I think it's important to have some identifying um, markers that might be warning signs or indicators. So can you draw some parallels for us between yeah. this is what authenticity and authentic living looks like versus this is not. So we <laughs> we're, actually, we're totally putting you the on the paper. spot right okay. now. That is off the paper. I just but, want everybody no, to okay. know. I, you know, no. I, I am laughing because the first thing that popped into my head is from being a mom. Okay. That is a beautiful example. So if you are the hot mess mom, you're living authentically. Okay. Because you're in that space and you're like doing your thing and you're like, oh my God. Oh, okay. We don't have the perfect bread. No problem. It's not going to be organic and you're going to be fed and we're going to do all these great things because that person is not worried about what other people are thinking. It is when we are in that space, I think perfection Mm. is poison. Mm. I'll tell you that. Because when you are in that space of perfection, wherever it is, and if I'm, I'm using moms because I'm a mom. And you know what? Before I was like, I would just, I am who I am. I've always been this person, but um, in the sense that hot mess mom and doing all this stuff. But I would envy the perfect person. Now I don't envy them. Because now I know I'm like, e, it's not easy. And there is a lot of stuff. Like it's going to be a gong show, but just accept it. And when you accept it and kind of ride that and have some fun with it, that is a person who's living authentically. Someone who's being, oh my God, it's not perfect. I don't have organic lunches. Oh, 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 look at what we're wearing here, how it's all being put together. That's an image you are trying to mm. keep up with that is going to take you away from your true self. So I think the indicator is, so that's an example, but the indicator is, even the idea of moms and career moms and doing all this, I have finally, finally come to terms that that is not realistic. It's the most ridiculous concept ever. Super moms doing all this stuff because that's not real. But it's this prescribed norm that if I can do that, meanwhile, I'm dying inside and I feel like I'm like running around trying to do all these things for other people, but I am like depleted beyond belief. That's not authentic. So the, the examples I'm trying to say is that if you find yourself falling into, like, what are you chasing? Because someone who is chasing something, chasing positions, chasing the way that they want an image to look and all that, be wary because mm-hmm. whose image are you trying to follow? Is it societal or is it yours? Someone who is authentic wears crazy clothes or does you just you know them when you're in the presence of an authentic you just show up and then you can feel their presence you see who they are you see their joy you see their their happiness you even see their sadness when they have sad days but they're real and you Mm. can really see the difference christina i'll pause there i i have to say this to you because i'm i'm really working on walking out um and being more authentic, you know, really looking at my mm-hmm. ego and saying, okay, simmer down, simmer down, name it. I, I yeah, have, I've name. named it. Um, I don't What's have a name. I don't have a cool name like yours, but she, <laughs> it, it, she's, well, she's, up, she's Christina yeah. Aguilera, you know, 
So the uh, the alter oh, okay, the alter good. ego over here, um, Aguilera has to simmer down sometimes. And yesterday I got so I got given some news about uh, my pastor, and I just normally I would stuff it down, and I wouldn't I wouldn't address it. But mm-hmm. I really had this great release with mm-hmm. my husband yesterday, and I was just like, I'm just my heart is sad. I'm excited for her. And that doesn't take away my sadness from me because Mm -hmm. of the relationship Mm -hmm. that her and I have. And it was just beautiful for me to walk in that because it's very hard, Gail will tell you, for me to walk in any pain at all, at all. She will deflect, deflect, deflect. All the time. And then it it Mm -hmm. rears its ugly head where Mm -hmm. I'm just snappy and Gail's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, it's nothing. And she's like, oh no, girl. I was not going to speak to that. It's, I'm just going to shut my little something. mouth over here. It's something. <laughs> like, what's going on with you? Um, but I, Whereas I love... I'm the one that'll just tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm, and she will. I am upset and yeah, damn it. Now, I'm not yeah. going to do that with anybody. There has to be some abiding yes. relationship there because I get think that gets into the being authentic does not mean to be completely transparent, and I'm going to make up a word vomitous yeah. with everyone. You don't have to tell everyone. Yeah, we like should trademark You're it. at the checkout. <laughs> you don't have to tell that yeah. lady yeah, all I your problems so. and right. Um, right. hold up the or, entire line. But- or, on, or on social media. You know, I've seen a lot of people do this, they, and that's their ego. Like, I need to just yeah, I need it's to spew. And yesterday, right? I'll be very clear, I spewed a little bit. And I was just like, this is how I'm feeling right it's now. It's okay. Yeah. I think when we have those breaks where we cry, we spew, and we let those things seep through in the right situation in front mm-hmm. of the right people, I think that is authenticity. Yeah. I yeah. think if we're doing it all the time for attention, mm. that's in a, that's still inauthentic. Low yes. vibrational, right? So it's toxic. It's it, that when you were caught up mm. in that victimhood mm-hmm. space, that you're not you're not being transparent. Yes. You're looking for pity. You're looking it's for manipulation. people to pour into yes. you. It's manipulation. You're low, yeah, you're low vibration. Yeah. Well, it, it, I, I it, have to say yeah. this too, Anyways. and Gail, you could probably, uh, you know, relate here. But but we have another business, and and there is, you know, you come into this business and you're expected. I know Gail's like shut up, but. Mm-hmm. This is how I felt. You're expected to, um, you know, have have a certain look, um, wear wear a certain thing, yeah. you know, put on a happy face. Everybody's excited. Everybody's like black, black, black. And it's like, mm, but is that real, or is that just your? Ego? Well, the problem there mm-hmm. for me was that you there was a, and there still is an underlying mantra of not talking about anything negative. And mm-hmm. if you bring up anything negative, you are quickly shushed. Mm-hmm. Now you can imagine how well that works for me. Mm. So I'm the outlier. I'm the mm. one that will say the real thing. Mm-hmm. And mm. I don't understand why we can't say real things without being labeled as negative or, you know, what I'm saying is real and it's truthful. And it would actually be helpful to address yeah. and work through, but we shush it under the rug and this idea of, Oh, be positive. Don't say anything negative. And to me, that's not authentic at all. So, well, and I, I, I would say this, I just want to pause there for a second is that it's mm. around truth. If you're speaking truth, 
then you're, you're in authentic space. Someone trying to shush you, right, is, is yep. about that being shushed. Emotions, well, I mean, now, yeah, it's so well, disrespectful. I understand that sometimes like, it, I probably that? need to be shushed or restrained because I can just become a <laughs> runaway train of talky mouthiness. Um, I'm aware. But I'm trying to self-moderate, so give me that opportunity, would you please? Okay, mm-hmm. I want to go to another question on the sheet. Can we can we <laughs> oh, indulge oh, ourselves? Oh, okay. We're, go- yeah, we're wait, going we're, back we're, to the sheet. The sh- okay, here yes, we go. We're going. Go. Christina, go we committed to this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Just let's. Okay. Yes, I can't wait. Give me a question. Why <laughs> do you think we as women struggle so much with authenticity? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, because ever since we showed up on this planet, we've been pegged to be not yeah. us. We have been competing about who's the prettiest. Who does Johnny like? Who does this? Oh, are you skinny enough? Are you? How do you look? Hey, oh, this whole image around perfection and females and being mm. objectified is disgusting. It's disgusting. So how do you think someone is authentic? I've always been kick the door in Christina. This is like the old the, Christina. The, Agu- softer. the Aguilera. The Aguilera. <laughs> this is my Maverick. Yes, yes. Maverick was my name. I'm Philly girl. <laughs> so, right? So I, I would be outside of the norm, right? Like people would be like, oh, Christina. I'm like, well, they're not doing that. So let's go have a conversation about this. But. Why am I outside of the norm? Do you know how how odd that is? It's because of the conditioning. Girls mm-hmm. have been told to stay quiet, mm-hmm. be pretty, don't mm-hmm. say too much, don't be too much. Oh of yeah, something. too much. You're don't too much. Be, mm-hmm. you know, too much. You know, Christine, that's much. so interesting so, because every single person we have had on this podcast, yep. that we have got yep. into that discussion of have you ever been shushed or told you're too loud or too much Everyone. or too something. <laughs> 100%. Everyone. And I just don't think that has happened yeah. to the males that we know. No, absolutely. Think about when they're younger, the things that they, but you know what? I will say this to our male friends, okay? They're I not feel our friends. Because no, I'm just kidding. They're emotional. <laughs> yeah, so those yes. emotional pieces, they have to go out and do contact sports in order to show expression of emotions. Emotions for everybody are meant to move, but we, our society just mm. tells you to block it. Girls are allowed to cry. Guys aren't allowed to cry, right? If a guy gets cries, he gets labeled as I won't say some of the words, but this is my whole point is that our society has not done us any justice. And when you start to unlearn some of those things or at first identify I would say for your listeners, identify what do you need to learn? What are you carrying that's not even yours? Are you just doing it because everyone around you has always done it? And females fall into that bucket um, quite a bit. And I think guys do in their own way too. And that's the sad part. I see that with my son. Um, You know, he, he very much so does that. And I'm like, there's no need to do that here. Like this is a safe place. If you want to tell me how you're feeling yeah. about a certain situation, it's okay. Like you can, my you boys can have feelers. It. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Neither one of them were like a football player. They're just not who they are. They came out of the womb, artsy. Um, yes. They're not, 
unmasculine, but they are very much in touch. They're feeling they're so romantic. It's ridiculous. So they make very good husbands and boyfriends. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to that. Um, You know, you were talking about how what I see it is kind of like a pendulum that women have been so held back and so shushed that then women kind of Mm -hmm. take it too far the other way. And we become that woman that just has to be loud and brash and and be the boss, you know, and that's not really authentic either. That's playing another role. Nope. And I think when that pendulum swings back towards the middle and we find our voice and we can use our voice in ways that is like, Mm -hmm. I can tell you very calmly how I feel about a situation and in my past, I could not tell you that calmly. And then, and then she can calmly <laughs> tell you where to go. <laughs> I think that's yeah. much, I feel so kindness. much power in being able to yes. control myself and yeah. get my message across in a way that it could actually be heard and received than I do when I'm having to be yell, scream on top of the mountain, you know, marching for justice. And I'm nothing against marching for justice. I'm just saying I don't need to do that with every little thing that happens in my life. Yeah. I don't need to make it into a flag-waving situation. I think some yeah. of the most moving yeah. things for me and the best the best places I've been able to use that growth to enact change in relationships and situations is when it's a quiet conversation between two people. And that ego has been mm. left outside and you use your voice. It, it's not always about being loud. Sometimes the power is, right. you know, so I'm not saying to let people shush you, but I'm saying don't let that push that pendulum to you become just a clanging symbol. What say you about that? Well, I would say I totally relate to that because the person that was yelling and trying to get your point, that's your ego. That mm. stepped up. Now I was that person. I'd be like, "What you said? What?" And then I, <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna show up and you know, really getting out of my chair, and yeah, coming over what? there. What? And then now she's she's ready to cut somebody, right? But that was the past. I'm better now. Um, but it's it's really it's about it's a blending, right? Mm, so when you learn that you don't have to do that, if you are a strong female. And well, you can just be, and you know, whether or not these conversations are extremely powerful because what is the collective going to do when people figure out that they don't need to be something else in order to be successful? Well, you know, you talked about society earlier. Mm. Now society's message that it's become cool, you know, to be a powerful woman somewhat. We've had this whole thing, like that meme about you're a bad bitch. Yeah. Why does a woman to be powerful, authentic, and and you know all the stuff? Why does she need to be a bad bitch? I mean, I know we joke about that, and it's funny, but that's the picture that's been painted. You're either mm-hmm. a victim yeah. or you're a bad bitch. I yeah. mean, is either one of those truly our essence? Is that really mm. authentic, or is that just we've traded one for the other? Mm. I think that's a really good point, Gail. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think. Did you hear that, Massey? People, she said, I made a good point. Yeah, I, I, said, I know. Really good I know. I, I heard it. it. Take it. Cause it <laughs> the it, ego. It really I'm going to put the ego back right? on the shelf. Just put, it, put, put it on the, the yeah, put I'm, it. I'm sending it from love. Um, but I just want to say, be very mindful not to swap one for the other. Mm. Because when this whole bad bitch thing 
I feel like it's ego driven, to be I honest. So. It's it's a really like, now you're going to listen to us. Now we have something to say. You can still say it. Just be it. Like be strong. You don't have to tell me that you're going to be this. Like and I'm I want to internally be, be a badass. And yeah, I want we, people we to, to think I'm a badass, but I don't want to behave as a bad bitch. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. I totally want to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Christina, <laughs> I know we love to talk about imposter syndrome. Mm. And I mean, Massey now, we've spent a lot of time and we've really tried to do some work in this area that, that helps women. We've been bringing on speakers. We've been exploring the topics of imposter syndrome, insecurities, fears, and mask, meaning mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. facial mask, but, yeah. you know, clown yeah. mask. All those to me kind of are wrapped up in a package of where we get to when we're not living authentically yeah. and we've mm-hmm. not dealt with our trauma and not done the work. I mean, Massey, aren't, aren't, don't you feel like in our work, we've been working with women for a long time that this is where it ends up? Yes. I, I think all the time it ends up there. And even in making shifts to the next level, you know, we think, are we ready for that next level? And that, that imposter syndrome comes up like, well, yeah, I've done the work to get here, but am I really capable enough to do the work to get to, like, am I, mm-hmm. am I enough to go to that next position? when you have that next position. It's so, it's so mind boggling for a lot of women. So I want to make the connection because I think there is one and I want Christina to tell us. I think there's a connection between inauthenticity and these insecurities. Absolutely. Are we wrong? Absolutely. I would, I would say <laughs> those insecure, I mean, those, uh, inauthenticity, they are a way to project that you are authentic or that you are secure. But when you dig deeper, it's all based out of self-limiting beliefs where Mm. you don't have worth. It's the self-worth piece. And what I would say for your listeners, the first thing, first thing beside everything else, ask yourself, do you love yourself? Mm. And I, 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 it is the most important piece because If you are looking for external things for your self-worth, then you will always be on this journey. You will never be satisfied. You know, it's really like, do I love myself? Do I trust myself? And do I know my worth? Then you will start to, to take baby steps in the right direction. Because the imposter syndrome for me, when I hear that, you're questioning your worth. And it's because you're looking for the external world to tell you that, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, you're amazing. No, you are amazing. You should know you're amazing. That these external things are like peppering onto your life. Mm. You should not get your validation through these external fixes. And, you know, let me say this, Christina. It is very challenging because we live in a world, mm-hmm. regardless of where you're coming from, right? Corporate America, um, if you're in some sort of business that you've created, that you've built up, and you have employees, or you have a built-in like rah-rah cheerleading section, mm-hmm. it feeds that. Mm-hmm. It feeds that, and and it doesn't it doesn't support that 
pulling pulling yourself out and saying, whoa, wait a minute, I'm okay. So that's great that you think that about me, mm -hmm. but I'm okay even if you don't think that about mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the it's backwards, right? It should yes. be, I'm okay if you don't think that about me because yeah. I believe that about me. Yeah. That's it. And I want to clarify, this is not, again, going back to that perfectionism, you, you need to love yourself like you love your child. Yes. Your child is not perfect. Mine certainly aren't, but that doesn't mean I don't love them. You need mm. to love yourself the way you love your husband, the way you, well, if you're in a good marriage, I guess I should say, or a good relationship, um, the way you love, you know, a sibling, um, you know, that the love is abiding irregardless of perfectionism or accomplishment. And when we can love ourselves that way and say, even if I fall short, even if I'm not this, even if I'm not that, I still love me. That's yeah. right. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of work for most of us to do there because there's things I've not loved about myself. And what we need to say is I do love myself. I may not like that part mm. and I can work on that part. Mm. That is very different than just the self-loathing, the self-hating, mm. feeling like, and I think when we try to cover up those imperfect parts is where we get into that imposter syndrome. And I think we all do it mm -hmm. like if they only knew, but I think it's when we, cause I do think we all have fears. We all have insecurities. We all wear masks. We all have imposter syndrome in some areas. It's when we're ruled by that and we let that be our guide and that be our, the leader of the train, the driver of the boat, you know, because it's there and to deny, mm -hmm. to say you're never insecure about anything, it would be ludicrous to say we never fear anything would be ludicrous. So those things aren't going to go away completely, but it becomes about who's driving the bus and mm -hmm. who's in control here. And if your love for yourself is the leader of the gang, mm -hmm. and these are just subtleties in there, then we can become a lot healthier when we don't lead with those, when we don't use them as crutches because mm -hmm. I know a lot of women who will use their insecurity and fear as a crutch. And they, for some reason, think when they share that with me, I'm going to say, okay, then you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You don't have to do yeah. that. Yeah. And they don't know me very well because I'm going to say, well, then that's exactly what we yeah. need to do. Um, but we use these as crutches. We use them as attention getters sometimes our own self-conscious uses these to hold ourselves back from things that may feel dangerous because, you know, as humans, we were designed for protection. And if, if something fears risky, then these things are going to come up and try to protect us. But we have to lead with that healthy, loving ourselves. There's nothing arrogant about loving yourself. That's, that's not, if you're thinking that that's not, you are completely misunderstanding the whole point here. Um, so with all Can that I, said, and I, I think this is four I, more episodes, Christina. No, I, it, okay. it probably is. Sorry. <laughs> go no, ahead, Christina. Go. I just, we don't want to hold back wanna, a thing you have to I, say. I, yeah. I just, I want to say, I love what you said there, right? When we talk about loving ourselves and we think, oh God, I know it could be a little bit, you know, it's not like this. It's, that is a self-limiting belief, Right we have taught ourselves that we're not allowed to love ourselves too much or it's vain or it looks a certain way. And that is self-limiting. Love is love. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and, right? So, and love is not selfish and love no, is not boastful. I mean, we're no. told that in the Bible. We're told that, yes. in, you know, in its love in its truest form is pure. Pure. And that's who we are. And it's truthful. Yes. And you know what is- just occurred to me? Mm. Have you watched Inventing Anna? Oh my gosh, yes. yes. I did. I'm thinking about her because I was really challenged when that mm-hmm. series ended that I didn't feel like we got any answers about how she got there and who she really was. Mm-hmm. But Agreed. you noticed at the end, and uh, sorry for listeners if you've not watched it, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to give away really anything. But at the end, when she's talking, you can see that her image is more important than any amount of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That broke And that my she's heart. almost tortured by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And yeah. I think she's a prime example of some of the things we're talking about. She there. allowed that image to completely take over. There was nothing authentic. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing was sacred anymore. And, you know, I think we all need to take a hard look at Anna. Yeah. And yeah. know that we could, if we continue to follow that path, we could wind up as Anna. Talk about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Goodness. Absolutely. She was just a flat out imposter. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of imposters out there right now. Well, I think I, that's inauthentic. Well, and I think it says a lot about the society too, right? Is how quickly the image can be created on this superficial level. And, you know, this is where I really believe in your platform. I believe in other platforms where oh, we're starting you. to counter it. Like, don't fall into it. Don't believe, don't get duped in all of this. Who are you? Tap into your inner self, this beautiful person that you are, because you have this uniqueness that we need to see in this world, not mm. another it's Anna. It's hard though sometimes. I'm going to acknowledge that it's hard because Christina Massey and I go back and forth, like we'll say, we say it all the time, we were meant we're to be famous. famous, we're going to get that TV <laughs> show, <laughs> we are doing the damn thing. And yeah. then the next day we're like, what do we think we're doing? We're such screw ups. We can't even get this video right. We're talking over each other. We're doing, and it does vacillate. And those voices are always there. And I think the middle is really the good place. And you take all the voices, you meld them into what's real. And we have to say, you know what? We are podcasters. That's true. We're not having imposter system. We're not the best yet, but we're not the worst either. And we Mm -hmm. aren't being imposters because we are doing it. So for me, the truth lies in the middle usually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that the fact that you are saying it is beautiful, right? Some people we say a some, lot. Some people don't <laughs> even say it. Some people are so trapped in their own paradigm that they would never even say, hey, we're going to be famous. We're going to be awesome podcasters. They would just lock in because they just don't think they're good enough. But I'll tell Why you. Why wouldn't you say that? I think it's funny. I, I, and I think it's true. Like, we want to rule the world of podcasting. We want to be, go for it. you know, in the top of iTunes. And the funny <laughs> thing going. is there is some we, part of we us that be, thinks we can. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> Joe, the Joe Rogan of the life space. <laughs> we say, going. I'm going to be the wide Oprah. That's what we say. <laughs> it's a joke. Going. But. I love it. There's a there's a part of us that doubts and we get nervous and we get scared and we feel yeah. all the things. But there's also this part that says. Why not? Why not? Why Keep not? Going. I will Oprah was a little traumatized girl yeah. one time. You know, Joe Rogan, I don't know what happened to him. He must have been bullied on the playground or <laughs> yeah. something. But, you know, he was just a little boy somewhere and we're just little midlife women. And 
things start places and incredible things happen with just normal human beings. Yep. And you have limitless and, potential. If you mm-hmm. have to be very mindful of the words that you use, right? Put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah, we're going to be famous. Yeah, we're going to do that. Don't don't knock it down. That's vibrational space. You're putting good stuff out there and we'll see where it lands, right? Be- I'm not going to lie. The next day we're like, what are we thinking? We've lost <laughs> our minds. Matter. Just keep going. Who keep the going. hell do we think we are? <laughs> because we literally, like, we tell this all the time. Like, when we decided we were going to record, like, we brought up the Riverside platform and we just started matching buttons. We just went buttons. for it. I love it. And people were just looking at us like we're crazy. I'm like, mm. we're just going to do it. We're just, I mean... We're very grateful for mm-hmm. the listeners yeah. of this podcast we are. because we are. you are helping a dream come true for both of yep. us. And we we say all the time, the easiest thing we do every week in our crazy lives with all our businesses is hit that record button and talk mm-hmm. to people like you, Christina, wow. and yeah. bring things to our listeners. Like that, we made this list today and we did some preparation, but a lot of weeks we do hardly any prep. I mean, we do the vetting calls and all that, but... It is so natural and it feels so good and real and authentic and like we are truly living in a space we were meant for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want that for other people. But I think that fear, the imposter syndrome, because we could say, oh, imposters, who do we think we are? But if you're doing it, you're not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are and you I- really an imposter for if you're doing it? And it's. I wish more women would put the fear on the shelf and do whatever it is that's been laid on your heart, that's hanging out there for you. Um, Massey, you okay? You're making all kind of squirmy faces. Are you having a moment? (laughs) No, I had to to yawn. And (laughs) when I yawn, it's a good thing to yawn because you actually take in better information when you yawn. Um, (laughs) Little You didn't want to yawn while I was talking. I thought she was having an emotional yeah. moment. She said, they're yawning. Help no. me. See what we got there. See the imposter syndrome we have. <laughs> no, I, 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 I keep it's, going. Keep going. There's greatness in each of us, yes. Christina, I, I think. And I know we beat it down. We deny it. Like, mm. even if you just have a passion to sew cute dresses or if you have a passion to cook good asparagus, whatever it is, <laughs> in midlife, I think, and I, and I want to tie this into midlife. Ladies, it's midlife. Yeah. It's you're in the middle. Yeah. The end is approaching. Yeah. Absolutely. It's now or never. Yeah. So it's now so or never. So now. follow Christina. She wrote a book. She let that come up out of her. And I love thinking about it that way. It was in her. It came up out of her. What is inside of you? Mm. What might come up out of you? Christina and I have been messy and I have been exploring all kind of options lately and things that We've been very blessed to have some women come into our life and speak some truth into us Mm -hmm. about our abilities and things that we didn't know were available to us or that we could do. Mm -hmm. And at first we were both, but when you embrace that and if, you know, God or the universe Mm -hmm. or somehow someone walks into your life and points out things within you, listen to them because they may be seeing something you don't see. Yep. And Let's be the woman that goes to our friend and points out, you know, you're really great at this if you thought about doing something with it. So, Massey, you got anything else? Because we, of course, are what? Over time. (laughs) Over time. Like always. We're imposters that we're going to have a podcast that (laughs) runs on time. That's imposters. 
Uh, Christina, I, I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, coming on here, sharing your story and sharing tips and also helping us to define what authenticity really looks like. I think that our listeners are going to really enjoy this. One of the things they're excited is like self-improvement. They're excited about self-improvement mm-hmm. and personal stories and pivots. And so growth, a growth, a lot of growth. And I think this is a great space for women to grow um, because nobody wants to go to the grave with untapped potential mm-hmm. and with the ego running rampant, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it serves nobody. And so I just appreciate you. We appreciate you. Our community does. So thanks, girl, for coming on here. Thank you. Yeah. Last words, Christina. Um, So I I just want to say something. You guys are amazing. You have this (gasps) synergy. No, honestly, I I speak truth. I I am a truth speaker. You guys are synergistic and it's beautiful. And if you ever need a reminder and when you're having those self-doubt moments, come my way and I will give you a swift kick because you guys have something. And I want you guys to catch yourself when you are knocking yourself down because that is conditioned. That is learned. Mm. So I honestly believe every single one of us, you're good. I'm glad you felt felt it. We're getting all period. You can mess up our lashes. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's true, right? We need you in this world and your Mm. audience needs you. And the fact that we're having these powerful conversations, it's not a coincidence that you guys found each other. So go do it. Go be you. Or that we found you. I'm in in the circle now. I I don't mind. I'm going to find you guys again. (laughs) I'm wondering if you would come back and do another episode on doing the work of getting to your authentic self. We could go deeper into the book. Yeah, I would love to. And I definitely want you to tell them where the book can be found. I think I got mine on yes. Amazon. Am- I yeah. did. I got mine on it's Amazon. It's on Amazon or you can go to my website. I have my, my name is my website now. I'm doing all this marketing and stuff. And that's yeah. Christina with a mm-hmm. K, Holly, <laughs> H-O-L-L-E. She just likes to, all the spelling changes here. Yeah. Christina with a K. H-O-L-L-E. These Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are I we going to do? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? So can I just what say one thing do? to what your audience, do? though, quickly, as they're listening? I want you every single- You can do single, whatever you want. I know we're over time. I'll be, but this is important. Every single one of you has limitless potential. Now, it's up to you if, whether or not you want to do that explore because it's there right now. And like Gail said, it can be anything. It's what your heart desires. So please make sure you're starting to listen because we need to see that in this world. So I will pause there and it's been absolutely amazing and I have been Mm. blessed to be here. Thank you. Mm. Oh my gosh. How do we even end? I mean, if we didn't have more to record, we'd just keep going and divide it into two episodes. We we really would too. But this is the way our clubhouse rooms, we do a clubhouse room with Christina every week in our Midlife Moxie Club at 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) That's 5 Pacific. I don't know. What time is that? It's Ontario two, it's two, time. It's two, two p.m. You're Eastern. Yeah. Okay. There's a joke about Canada's time know, zones. Yeah, we'll just, tell you yeah. later. Oh, we'll let it slip. Christina thinks they're all one time zone. <laughs> Massey, <laughs> hilarious. Canada apparently runs vertical, not horizontal. Is that the way you would say that? Um, 
but <gasps> if you're on Clubhouse, really join us because you get to be part of the conversation mm. and you can ask this brilliant woman. <laughs> Because I'm just, you know, every week I'm just like, she is just, <laughs> so nice. I mean, the, the, uh, what's the word, the concentration of wisdom and smartness inside your body and brain is always shocking to me. I'm like, how do you pack all that in there? Because, <laughs> so you know, sometimes you think you know something and then you get in somebody else starts talking and you're like, obviously I know nothing. This woman is, I mean, crazy smart. And the way you're able to communicate it, articulate it is a gift Mm. and you're going to change lives with this book. So get Mm. the book, tell them the title again, because there's some similar titles out there. Uh, Called The Authentic You, Unleash Your Leadership Potential. Yes. Authentic You. Unleash Your Potential. So it has a the at the beginning of it. The The Authentic authentic you. You. Unleash your okay, leadership I've just potential. been calling it authentic. It's, it's, okay. And the cover is like yellow and purple. Mm-hmm. Mine is yeah. anyway. And it's a hardback book on Amazon. Run, get it so that when we have her back, you'll have your chapters all marked Ooh, and highlighted and you can so go deep in the yeah, work. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yes. We are excited for you and um, can't wait to see your next book. So thank you again. And Massey, what do I always say? Until next time. Go and get your boxy on. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.